Chapter 71 of History of Philosophy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of Philosophy by William Turner. Chapter 71 American Philosophy. The history of philosophy in America begins with Jonathan Edwards, 1703 to 1758 a pupil of samuel johnson sixteen ninety six to seventeen seventy two who during berkeley's sojourn at rhode island visited and corresponded with the distinguished advocate of immaterialism edwards was however influenced more by locke than by berkeley in his principal work which is devoted to the discussion of the freedom of the will he maintains that freedom in the sense of self-determining power is a contradiction that true freedom the quality of human action which raises it to the dignity of virtue is a disposition of the heart and that with this idea of freedom the foreknowledge and providence of god are easily reconciled edward's works were edited by s e dwight new york eighteen forty four the disciples of edwards chief among whom were jonathan edwards the younger seventeen forty five to eighteen o one and timothy dwight seventeen fifty two to eighteen seventeen confined their attention for the most part to the problems of freedom of the will the nature of virtue and the principles of the moral government of the universe they also endeavored to supply a rational basis for the calvinistic system of theology benjamin franklin seventeen o six to seventeen ninety deserves mention among those who helped to stimulate an interest in philosophical speculation during the years that preceded the revolution the practical morality and the sagacious reflections of poor richard are franklin's title to distinction as the socrates of america at the beginning of the nineteenth century james marsh seventeen ninety four to eighteen forty two called attention to german speculation he was succeeded by william ellery channing seventeen eighty to eighteen forty two one of the leaders of the unitarian movement from which sprang the new england transcendentalism represented by ralph waldo emerson eighteen o three to eighteen eighty two and theodore parker eighteen ten to eighteen sixty the scottish philosophy was introduced into this country by james mccosh eighteen eleven to eighteen ninety four who after having taught logic and metaphysics at queen's college belfast came to america in eighteen sixty eight and was appointed president of princeton college in eighteen sixty nine dr mccosh wrote intuitions of the mind third edition eighteen seventy two laws of discursive thought new edition eighteen ninety one first and fundamental truths eighteen eighty nine realistic philosophy two volumes eighteen eighty seven etc he opposed and criticized kant hamilton mill and spencer and advocated the common-sense philosophy substituting the phrase intuitions of the mind for the expression common sense in the writings of noah porter eighteen eleven to eighteen ninety two author of the human intellect eighteen sixty eight and the elements of intellectual science eighteen seventy one the doctrines of the scottish school are modified by the introduction of elements from german transcendental philosophy the most distinguished representative of ontologism in america was orestes a brownson 
1803 to 1876, who was born at Stockbridge, Vermont. Brownson joined the Presbyterian Church at the age of 19. Three years later, he became a Universalist minister. In 1832, he became a clergyman in the Unitarian Church. In 1836, he organized in Boston the Society for Christian Union and Progress. And finally, in 1844, he joined the Catholic Church. He died in 1876. In Brownson's Quarterly Review, of which the first number was published in 1844, he championed Catholic claims and discussed literary, philosophical, and political topics of interest at the time. His works were published by his son, H. F. Brownson, 10 volumes, Detroit, 1882, who is also the editor of a little volume of extracts entitled Literary, Scientific, and Political Views of Orestes A. Brownson, New York, 1893. Brownson distinguishes between intuition, direct perception, and reflection. The latter can contain nothing which is not first perceived directly by intuition. Philosophy begins and ends with thought. Thought is, for us, always ultimate. Now, the careful analysis of intuitive thought discloses three elements, subject, object, and their relation, always distinct, always inseparable, given simultaneously in one and the same complex fact. This complex fact is given by the action of creation, ens creat existentius, in which subject, object, and the activity of object are synthetically united. This is at once the primum philosophicum and the primum psychologicum, that of which we have immediate intuition in every process of reasoning, and without which no such process would be possible or conceivable, is God the Creator. When Gioberti speaks of the ideal formula, defines it to be ens creat existentius, and calls it the primum philosophicum, he speaks of the real intuitive formula, not of the conceptual. He presents this formula as the primum both of things and of science. Among the American representatives of Spencerian philosophy, mention must be made of Lawrence P. Hickok, 1798-1888, and of John Fisk, 1842-1901. The latter, in his Outlines of Cosmic Philosophy, 1874, presents in somewhat popular form the tenets of evolutionistic philosophy. The former represents an important attempt to modify the synthetic philosophy so as to render it more compact in its inherent consistency and more consonant with theistic ideas. For the Spencerian conception of the mind as purely passive, Hickok substitutes the notion of a mind partly passive and partly active. The activity of mind is, in its cosmic aspect, the active reason of God, through whose absolutely free self-limitation there have been created certain mechanical forces which constitute the thing in itself, the external world prior to our consciousness of it. End of chapter 71